0: You can catch Askwarty live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific that's 1 p.m Eastern or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now let's get to today's show. I'm back again for our fourth installment of our home grain milling 101 series back with the mock mill and boy we've covered a lot of ground talked about why you should mill the basics of milling the types of grain mills out there we've covered gluten-free milling we've covered how to bake with fresh ground flour because there's some adjustments and things you got to understand and if that wasn't fun enough today we're going to do some fun things like what I have in this black jar so four actually five not so obvious things that your grain mill can do I'm really glad you're joining me I'm so glad you're joining me. We're in the middle of a series on home grain milling. There's been three parts. All of them are at askwarty.tv, starting with episode 97, 98, 99, and today is 100. All the notes, the transcript, the video recordings, the audio podcast, they're all there for you. We're going to start with the question from Christy H. that started this whole thing. Actually, this episode. She says, what other things can you do with a flour mill? For instance, can you grind nuts and seeds or do other things with it? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Christy, because for me, one of the greatest things about having a grain mill in the house is those other things that we can do, things that we don't have to um, pay a premium for because somebody else is doing it, things that we have even fresher and even better because we're doing it ourselves. So, besides the obvious things that our grain mill can do, which we've discussed in previous episodes of this series, so gluten-free milling, all your um, ancient grains, um, and I even discussed nuts and seeds based on mill type in part one and part two, so you wanna refer to that. Let's go through four, actually five, not so obvious things that your grain mill can do, okay? I wanna give a caution here because I'm demonstrating today with the mock mill. I'll tell you more about it at the end, including a special offer. Um, People have different mills, and I went over in part one of this series, that was episode 97, kind of the um, pros and cons, do's and don'ts of the different mill types, but you always want to back up what you're doing with um, true knowledge that involves consulting your manual or contacting the manufacturer to make sure that your mill can do what you're about to put it through because they're all different. Some can do oily things, some can't. Some can crack grains, some only do flour. You just want to make sure that your mill can do it, okay? So we're going to go through them one by one now. Number one being sprouted flour. And this was actually a question from Aubrey Kay who said, um, making sprouted flour, I'd love to do that. Some mills don't do well with it, though. Can you explain? Okay, well, Aubrey and everybody else, you can absolutely do sprouted flour in your grain mill. Just to explain the process of getting uh, sprouted flour case people don't know, I have a bag here of sprouted einkorn. You take your berries, whatever they are, these were einkorn, and you soak overnight, then you drain, and then you rinse and drain at least twice a day, but more often in warmer weather, till they sprout, and then you dehydrate them back to a very, very dry state. Okay, so when I say a mill can do sprouted flour, Uh, In my experience, the mills that I've had, starting with the Vitamix, then the NutriMill, the Impact Mill, and now my favorite mill, the Stone Mill, Maka Mill, they can all do sprouted flour. The caveat is the grain has to be very, very dry. It cannot be the least bit wet. So check with your manual, your manufacturer, maybe even give them a call um, if you have a different mill than the ones I'm talking about. Um, But in general, my belief is that if it's very, very dry, it's not different than the original grain so why couldn't it do it again double check okay so let's do a quick um a quick demonstration here of making sprouted flour in the mock mill and i have two mock mills on display here by the way this is the mock mill 100 which is very similar to the 200 that's just a little bit faster and has a higher volume yield and this right here is the mock mill that is the KitchenAid attachment Now, normally I don't recommend the grain mill attachment for the KitchenAid because the one that they make is very poor quality, but the mock mill is like having the quality of the standalone that you're putting it on your KitchenAid. So we're demonstrating both, and um, anyway, that's what I've got here, okay? So how it works when you're making sprouted flour, again, I've got my sprouted flour right here. I told you the process. Sprouted grain right here. I told you the process of making it. and just like with any other grain you do in the mock mill. We'll just throw that down there. Um, You're gonna set your coarseness or fineness, and I want the finest flour. Turn it on. And these are sprouted berries. All right, so there you have it. Beautiful, fine, fresh, healthy, light, great tasting sprouted flour. It's wonderful, we use it all the time. I love using sprouted flour uh, because you can really skip the soaking or souring stage on cookies that don't call for any liquid. I talked about that in um, last week's episode. So cookies, for instance, are great with sprouted flour. So here's your homemade einkorn sprouted flour. Um, With this video, there is a link to directions so you can check out how to sprout um, your own grains. And then I just showed you how to grind it. (laughs) So there you go. So that was use number one. So the next not so obvious use is cracking grains. What are cracked grains? I bet you know, but maybe some of you don't, so I'm gonna explain. So if you have a whole grain, and here is einkorn. This is not sprouted. This is just right from um, ancient grains, uh, my favorite source. There's a link with this video to them. So any grain can be cracked and that just really means it's broken up into smaller pieces and you have larger pieces to kind of finish pieces and cracked grains are wonderful. If you can soak them and add them to um, your bread dough then you get a you know, that kind of seedy kind of um, bread dough that has some chunks of grain in it. Soaking is crucial, though, because you you don't want them to be too hard. Um, you can also take your cracked grains and make a porridge. And in fact, at the uh, transcript for this episode, AskGordy.tv, episode 100, uh, you will find a recipe I've included there for a soaked... Um, cracked einkorn porridge. It's very similar to cream of wheat, except we're using what, in my opinion, is a healthier grain einkorn. You can do the same thing with rice, you can do it with other forms of wheat, you can do it with spelt, you can do it with kamut, you can mix a bunch together, but that's what cracked grains are. So now I'm gonna show you how to do it in um, the mock mill. So here's where you don't want your fineness on one, which is the finest, you want it all the way up at 10. Okay, and you can even adjust it coarser. You just follow the manual's instructions for how to get an even wider range. So I have I have played with that at times to get an even um, coarser crack. So I'm gonna turn it on. And my einkorn goes in. And because it wasn't ground as fine, the flour we just did it comes through pretty fast so um, you can of course go to askwardy.tv look for episode 100 because I have photos of this close up so you can see the texture but it's very coarse and it makes a fantastic porridge fantastic Um, or soak it and add it to your uh, bread dough for kind of a crunchier texture Um, again the porridge recipe is there at the show notes for you so go check that out you can even hit the print button um, to read it or keep it offline so cracking grains Uh, One thing I want to note at this point is I just ran some einkorn here, but if I wanted to do a mixed grain porridge, I could just keep this same bowl here and I could add like some rice, then I could add some kamut, then I could add some spelt, I could add some quinoa, I could add some millet, I could just do a bunch of different grains and I could end up with 12 different grains here in the bowl to make porridge out of. And then we'd have a mixed grain porridge it's fabulous and it's so so fresh and it's just on the spot so really love it if you have any questions about any of this please do visit the show notes askwardy.tv and put your comments there at the bottom or if you're watching live you can of course add your comments below this video this one is definitely off the beaten track it's a very kind of popular thing um, in gluten-free circles and in um, kind of grain-free circles as well for people who have quantity of beans you can make your own bean flour so think your these have to be dried but think black beans think garbanzo beans and I'm going to show you an example today of making pea flour with split peas and a small quantity of this is great in uh, savory breads I wouldn't use a huge amount of this because it does have a strong flavor Uh, but it's very simple so on the KitchenAid dial here um, the unit has a, um, a way to adjust your fineness by rotating this. So I've got it at the finest point because I want a fine flour. Okay? And um, turn it on. And I'll add the split peas. And you can tell it's slower. It is slower than the alone unit. But. We've got green tinted flour coming out. It's so cool. You can't see this well enough. I wish you could, but it's this light green tinted pea flour. And it smells great. It's very fresh. And you can do this with field corn, you can do it with garbanzo beans, black beans, any dried beans you can grind in your mock mill. There's other mills that can do this as well. You want to refer to part one where I talk about which ones do it. One of the reasons that I love the mock mill so much is it's an affordable stone grain mill and stone mills can do this and produce very fine flour. What you would want to do at this point, especially if you're using something odorous like the pea flour and you're gonna change to something mild, get some cheap white rice and just run a batch of it through your mill and that will allow you to transition to the next one without having like pea flour in what you're doing next. You'll definitely need it for example number four because example number four is what I have in this black jar. This is a um, light proof airtight glass storage jar. I love these from Infinity Jars. There's a link with this video. I have fresh ground pepper in here. Um, You can not only save a lot of money grinding your own pepper, but Um, It's way way fresh and more flavorful if you just grind it in small batches and then keep it in a jar like this So now I'll show you how to do it Okay, so your mill is clean if you've run bean flour or something through it, you know You've run some white rice through it to make sure that you're not getting that in your next um, thing you're grinding and when you're doing your spices you not only do pepper but you can do other hard spices um, you want to adjust your coarseness for the kind of the coarse grind you want and I'm gonna do I'm gonna say four because one is a fine pepper and I don't want it to be quite that fine we'll have it just a little bit coarse I'm gonna start on four but you can that's the beauty of this you can adjust it as it's going okay so turn on through pretty fast and as I as it was coming out I was seeing that it was the right courtness so I did not adjust it so this is a really great coarse fresh brown fresh ground pepper if you want to do other spices um, you can um, a lot of spices come in bigger chunks like let's say you have cinnamon sticks right well you can't fit those sticks in here but you can break them up into smaller pieces and then you can grind your own cinnamon so just make sure to not do um, uh, only do at least with the mock mill you on, only want to do non-oily spices pepper is a great example and this pepper fragrant really fresh and healthy Um, and i'll store it in this uh, airtight light proof jar in our cupboard again if you want information on these because these are the way that i store all our herbs and spices to keep them as they they stay as fresh for months because it's light proof and airtight. I've talked about these many times. Well, here's another example where they're so handy. I definitely would want run some cheap white rice through this before I ground my flour or anything. But your other option is, let's say you were making a savory dough and a little bit of pepper would be okay in the dough. Um, you could just grind your flour uh, and get a little pepper in it. You'd wanna make that call for yourself. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool to have a mill um, where you're not only doing your flour, your gluten gluten-free and all those kind of things, but you can really take it further and save some money and improve the healthfulness of other ingredients in your kitchen. So those were four uses, not so obvious uses for your grain mill. I said we were going to have one more and we will. Uh, let me take a moment and talk to you about this mock mill. This is an affordable, finally affordable stone grain mill. It comes from Wolfgang Mock. He's um, in Germany, and he's been in the stone milling business for 40 years. Most of the mills on the market today are made by him, and this is his entry into the uh, affordable kind of home kitchen market with the mock mill. It is an affordable grain mill, like nearly half the price of others on the market. Um, It's the same super quality. The reason the price is so low is because the housing is recycled material instead of wood, so that's just... Passing the savings on to us, um, it comes in standalone and it comes with a KitchenAid attachment or as a KitchenAid attachment. So you can take your pick. This is low profile, fits underneath counters. It's a beautiful thing, as you can see. Um, there is special introductory pricing right now, so if you're interested in a mill for your home, you can refer to the the other series we've done to learn more about it. Um, but take advantage. The link for you is tradcookschool.com/mockmill where mock mill is all one word. It comes with two eBooks, one is a recipe book and one is a farm a directory and milling guide, which will point you toward resources to find really good quality organic, organic uh, grains in your area, such as the einkorn that I love to use. And for a limited time, I'm including two eBook packages of our own. If you use my link to purchase the mock mill, tradcookschool.com slash mockmill, then you can go to tradcookschool.com slash mill bonus to claim two ebook packages for me, our sourdough A to Z ebook package and our einkorn baking ebook package. The total value of those is $128, but you'll get them for free from me with your purchase. Uh, they not only have the ebook with all the tons of recipes, sourdough and einkorn, there's five videos with each one, so a total of ten videos that will kind of give you video demonstrations of some of the principles and recipes in those ebooks, so be sure to take advantage of that. Okay, so I promised you that we would have one more bonus use for um, your grain mill. This one, I'm calling it a bonus because it's not universal to grain mills. It's pretty much um, limited to the KitchenAid mock mill attachment. And this is what I learned a few weeks back when I did a web class with Paul LeBeau from Mock Mill. He and I did an hour-long web class. Um, At the show notes, you'll see a link to that. There's even a transcript. If you can't watch, you could read along. We talked about baking with fresh ground flours, and he just threw this gem in there when we were talking about the differences between these two mills. And he said that if you have the KitchenAid Mock Mill attachment, you can actually take your... um, dry sweetener like your organic sugar and put it through here on the fine setting and you will get confectioner's sugar so like powdered sugar so it it creates beautiful fine sugar for you there's a link with this podcast where you can go go to the replay of that web class and hear from paul himself how he describes that and if you can't watch there is a link at the bottom where you can download the transcript. So we've covered really fun uses for your grain mill. I would love to hear from you what you do with your grain mill that may be a not so obvious use. So leave a comment with this video or this audio or this post and share with the wider community um, your not so obvious slash fun uses for your grain mill. We would love to hear and just make this a collectively great resource for people who are making the most of their investment in uh, grain mills like this. It's been a wonderful month of November. I, it really flew by, but we've had four, four weeks now where we've talked about grain milling, and we've covered a lot of ground. And as I told you in previous episodes, um, more than 200 questions came in over, you know, initially, and they continued to trickle in with questions about grain milling. So clearly, this is exciting and possibly overwhelming to you. So I hope that our series has been helpful, tried to cover a lot of ground and answer a lot of your questions and show you, um, practically speaking, how this works in your home. And now what's left is for you to do it, but you're not on your own because we are here for you. So as you get into grain milling, if things come up, just come on by one of these episodes and leave a comment. We'll do our best to help you out. Uh, If you're a member of our traditional cooking school, then of course you have our members group and you have direct access to us. Um, We'd love to help you out there. And again, I want to thank Jade from Ancient Grains and Paul and Wolfgang from the Mock Mill Company for their generosity in providing these mills and, of course, just bringing such a wonderful product uh, to all of us. A stone grain mill really is the ultimate in versatility and healthfulness, in producing flowers and other things, as you saw in our kitchens. And this one is finally affordable, so many of us can uh, finally have one. So I'm so grateful that you have brought it to market. Everyone, thank you so much uh, for joining me. Be sure to check out the transcript and recordings at AskGordy.tv. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next wordy wouldn't be possible without your questions so please keep them coming if you're on twitter tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag askwardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv to get the show notes links mentioned video replay or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask wordy go to askwardy.tv to join the fun of the live video recording be sure to follow me with the handle at Trad Cook School on the Periscope app, or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser.